Joining us now is a Fox News contributor. Please join me in welcoming the daughter-in-law, the former president of the United States, and a woman uh, who is uh, a well-spoken, outspoken person regarding what's going on in America today, Laura Trump, to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. All right, Laura, uh, the Mar-a-Lago was... Uh, the Federal Bureau of Investigation agents carried away 20 boxes of items and memorabilia from Mar-a-Lago, and uh, they led us to believe, after they decided they needed to talk, that there was some serious stuff in these boxes that they needed to have, and they had to do it by way of a search warrant. Uh, what is what is your take on what's happened by the FBI? Oh, I mean, I think my take is probably similar to a lot of Americans, which is why did it need to happen in this way? Um, my father-in-law has been very clear from the very beginning of, of any of this that anything that was requested by the FBI was being given to them. Any any question of any documents uh, the National Archives had, they were cooperating fully with everyone who needed anything. And so the idea that somehow there was rationale behind you know, having a, a group of 30 FBI agents raid Mar-a-Lago is, is sort of hard, I think, for the American people to swallow, especially when you then had Merrick Garland, the AG, come out, give us no information and no indication as to, again, why such a heavy-handed, aggressive approach was necessary. And this just isn't, isn't just another citizen, which would have been bad enough. This is the former president and a possible candidate for president against the current president of the United States. So it's all very messy. And I think, you know, as far as we're concerned in the family, none of this needed to happen. It feels like the same attack that we've seen on my father-in-law and President Trump for seven years now. And it's just more of the same. It's really upsetting. Well, you know, the concept that, that, that you bring up, I mean, this is a raid on a former president of the United States, a potential political opponent against a sitting president. This is this is unprecedented in in history. And and yet they decide that they need to come in basically with guns a blazing at 30 in the morning after the president just weeks before had said, you know, when they were at Mar-a-Lago, take what you need. You don't want these boxes. There's no problem. He had been cooperating. And I have to tell you, Laura, the standard is that law enforcement is obliged to seek evidence in the least intrusive way possible. And that means that they first should try with a subpoena a court-ordered subpoena, and then say why they need to go in with a search warrant. There is nothing that the attorney general, who was silent for four days and only because of public outrage, came out and said, yeah, I knew about this one. By the way, Newsweek said that Merrick Garland, the attorney general, didn't know about this. But there was nothing that was put out there that explained why they went to this extreme. Well, that's right. And I think a lot of Americans see it not just as an attack on Donald Trump, but an attack on anyone who supports him. And quite frankly, anyone who loves this country and believes in the way this country has operated now since our inception. It, to your point, Judge, this is not the way to, to do something like this. And especially, again, I'll say it again, because there was full cooperation between the, the attorneys representing my father-in-law and the FBI folks, anyone from the National Archives, there was no need for any of this to happen. My father-in-law was in Bedminster, New Jersey, and in New York City, hundreds of miles away. There was no indication that there was going to be evidence destroyed or anything of that manner. So 
I think that that's going to be a really important uh, piece of this is why they, they, can, they have to tell the American people why this was necessary. And quite frankly, I don't think they can. I think they know that they messed this up. They have egg on their face right now. They're trying to figure out a way to get themselves out of this and still look okay. By the way, the fact that the, the AG came out and said, we didn't think this would get that much attention. Are yep. you kidding me? Right. Well, I mean, how, how, what, what did these people think was going to happen? It's Donald Trump. This guy was the president of the United States. He's beloved by tens of millions of Americans. And you think no one's going to notice when you raid his home? Give me a break. Um, but I think, like I was saying, it's just more of the same. And it's a further indication to people. And by the way, people that may not even really like Donald Trump, that they desperately want to keep him out of the political scene any way they can. They want to tar and feather him. They want to throw more mud at him. They want to do anything they can to disqualify him from even possibly deciding he wants to run for president again. Because let me tell you something. If you thought that Donald Trump (laughs) was great in his first term, Judge, you and I both know, and I think the American people know, wait till he gets another shot. If that's something he decides to do, the jig is up for a lot of these folks out there. Laura Trump, the Attorney General Merrick Garland, gave us absolutely no information when he came out and decided to clear up what he didn't think was really a big deal and what, as you say, he didn't think would be noticed. But there was no information as to why they didn't compel compliance with a subpoena, especially when the former president had cooperated giving 15 boxes uh, and, you know, to those, to the people who apparently wanted it in the National Archive uh, uh, section of the of the Washington. Yeah, well, and not to mention, I don't know why it took him an extra 45 minutes, Merrick Garland, to come out. Man, every the entire country waiting to hear from him, get some information. He, I, you know, one of my kids could have come out and said what he said, which was basically nothing. Um, and in addition to what you just said, that, that yes, 15 boxes of, of documents of anything that they requested had already been given. The, the last communication between the Trump lawyers and the uh, authorities, whether it's the FBI, National Archives, this, this group that wanted these documents, apparently was June 3rd. This is directly from my, my father-in-law's attorney. And my father-in-law said to them, anything you need, let us know. Then a few days later, they were uh, contacted. My, my father-in-law's attorneys were contacted, and they said, you know what? Let's put a padlock on that door to the office where, where these documents in question are. They followed the directions perfectly. That's exactly what happened. And the next thing you know, here we are on Monday morning where there's a raid on Mar-a-Lago. So I think that there's a real disconnect for a lot of us, um, just in general in the country, as to what happened in the interim there that would ever warrant this sort of um, approach to, to, to all of this. Because quite frankly, whatever it was they needed and whatever it was they wanted, they could have just asked. Yes, a subpoena well, would have been probably the next best option, but couldn't they have just asked? And they didn't. Well, not only that, I mean, they were there in June when the president stopped by, said hello, and I'm sure did what he normally does was, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, if you want something to eat or, or you know, he was very gracious to them. And by the way, the National Archives Association, the attorney for them actually sent a thank you letter to the former president thanking him for the cooperation by the Trump team.
So what was what, you know, and they don't make anything clear in the warrant. And that's why we need the affidavit for the warrant, which I'll get to in a minute. But there was no indication in June when they were there that this was such an emergency that they would need a search warrant for. And as the president himself indicated to me, he said, they told me put a second padlock on the door, the same padlock that they ended up breaking. This is nonsensical. And it shows not just heavy handedness, Laura Trump, what it shows to me is how willing they are to violate all standards of legal ethics and conduct and standard operating procedures when they're going against someone that they they believe is a political opponent. And you take Peter Navarro, this guy, he said he was talking to the feds every day for a period of time. And all of a sudden they get him at an airport, put him in cuffs and leg shackles, and then they take him in and they strip search him and do a cavity search. I mean, this is outrageous stuff that's going on. And the Democrats are like, oh, no, no, this is, you know, we this is all legal. We have to worry about him. But I agree with you. But wouldn't the attorney general, Laura Trump, be better off giving us the affidavit, which is the basis for a search warrant? As a judge, I would not sign a warrant unless the affiant, the person swearing to the facts in the affidavit, tells me why they need a search warrant as opposed to a subpoena and what the basis is what is the reason for the warrant and yet we don't see that yeah that's key and and gosh i hope we see that sooner and later sooner rather than later i assume at some point you know it will come out but then you know you go to this judge by the way as you're talking about the, the judge that signed off on this search warrant like six weeks before this this same exact judge recused himself from a case because it involved Donald Trump. Yet all of a sudden he's able to, you know, without having an issue now, sign off on a search warrant of Donald Trump's house. That seems a little suspicious. Laura Trump, if a judge recuses, and this guy's a magistrate, if a magistrate recuses himself on a Trump issue, how is it that within a short period of time later, he signs a warrant, which is the extreme length that prosecutors will go to get information? That is a clear conflict. That is like, I am conflicted here about Donald Trump, but I'm not conflicted there. And then let's say one more thing that I want my listeners to be aware of. The Presidential Records Act that that supposedly is what they're looking for information from the National Archives. And by the way, they were closed down apparently during COVID uh, for a couple of years. That is not a criminal statute, the National Re- the Presidential Records Act. And yet they go for a criminal search warrant on an issue that isn't criminal as it relates to the presidential records. I mean, that in itself is an inconsistency. And, you know, the thing that has to frustrate the Trumps and frustrates me is that they didn't bust in on Hillary Clinton. They basically watched as she deleted 33,000 emails, as she lied about 33,000 emails, as Sandy Berger, another Democrat operative, went in and stole uh, uh, classified information. And they didn't raid Hunter Biden's house when we've got a laptop that has on its face information that it's criminal. This is a disappointing period in American history. And when we can't trust the federal government, when it's being weaponized for political purposes, it is it's a sad day. 
Well, and it and none of this um, helps America. You know, we are such a divided country. It feels right now, and this only further seems to divide us. Um, it, it, I think the the problem is you're right. There is a very glaring double standard that exists. If your last name is Trump, then you could literally get caught jaywalking, and they'll try and throw you in prison. But if your last name happens to be Biden or Clinton, or quite frankly, if you have a D instead of an R behind your name, then, you know, nothing is is done to you. You could basically get away scot-free, regardless the fact that you have a laptop that contains so much incriminating evidence, regardless of the fact that, as you pointed out with Hillary Clinton, there was a subpoena that she was instructed not to destroy any Mm -hmm. evidence, yet she bleach-bitted 33,000 emails. And James Comey, I believe, came out himself and said, you know what, this isn't something we, we would actually pursue. We would actually never press charges here. Yet if it's Donald Trump and the National Archives has a question, apparently, about some documents that he, by the way, says everything taken from the Oval Office when he left was declassified. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden you need to, to break into his home with 30 FBI agents and search Melania's closet to find well, it. Well, let's break. talk That's about that, Laura Trump. Let's talk about Melania's closet. You know, I want to read that affidavit. And the affidavit has to be the least uh, intrusive way to seize evidence. How is it that you go from that room that the feds said themselves double padlock this while you're gone for the summer, and yet they want to go through Melania's clothing, I mean, in her closet? Is this something that, you know, is, is a game for these people? Do they not understand the parameters of a search warrant? It should be narrow in scope. And if they think it's in Melania's clothing, or closet, they should identify that in the affidavit and the and the warrant. Yeah, well, how violating, right? I mean, oh. imagine one person you don't know going going through your closet, but on top of that, imagine thirty FBI agents going through your clothes, going through your personal belongings. I mean, wow. Um, and so I think that that obviously is very upsetting. But they, to your point, Judge. What was it in Melania's closet that they needed? What what was it they were looking for in there? If, in fact, they wanted these documents, they knew where they were. They asked for a second padlock on the door. You don't need to go looking in Melania's closet for it. But it furthers the idea for a lot of people that this was a fishing expedition, that this had nothing to do truly Ah. with the reason that they said they were there. But, in fact, they were looking for anything they could find, anything Donald Trump had, anything that Anyone with the last name Trump had, quite frankly, that could be bad for for Trump should he decide to run again. For a lot of people, that's what they were looking for. Well, you know what? They tried. They spied on him before he became when he was a candidate. After he was president, they tried to impeach him once. They tried to well, they impeached him once. They impeached him again, and then they saved the January sixth incident. Uh, and that's been on the air, and that's not going so well. You know, Liz Cheney's going to lose big time in her own district. I mean, she carries the torch to, you know, to impale Donald Trump. I mean, and yet it's been 18 months since the president left the White House. Why this sudden urgency that required a full-scale lockdown, throwing out of the lawyers and going through Melania's closet. If the documents were serious that they needed, why didn't they take him in June? Why didn't they take him for the last 18 months when the National Archives sent him a thank you note telling him thanks for cooperating with us? You know, the reason is 
It isn't going well for the Democrats. People can't afford food. They can't afford gas. We've got the latest uh, bill, this this Inflation Reduction Act, which is another lie. It's an election uh, seduction act for the climate changers. And in the end, what they've done is they've rejuvenated, as far as I'm concerned, the right, and they put Donald Trump right back in a situation where Americans say, this isn't right. This isn't the America that we want to live in. Final words, Laura Trump. Man, did they miscalculate all of this. Uh, they've overplayed everything with from the very beginning. Obviously, everything they did was way over the top. And, and as far as any of us are concerned in the Trump family, wholly unnecessary. If you needed something, they could have just asked. None of this was required. But I think you're right. I think what this has done is it has continued a pattern of attacks against a man who gave up his life, gave up a great life, to run for president and win in 2016, do incredible things for the country, despite the fact that he was constantly attacked, despite the fact that he was impeached twice, despite the fact that this same agency, by the way, tried to take him down one time, fake evidence used for a FISA warrant. We know the whole story with the Russia collusion hoax. They are terrified that Donald Trump is going to run again and win again. And all of this for so many people, makes them say, whoa, if they could do this to Donald Trump, think about what they could do to us. And it has galvanized support behind him. And I got to tell you something, people that don't even like Donald Trump have been texting me and they're saying, I hope your father-in-law runs again because I'm voting for him this time. So um, we'll see what he decides to do. If he decides to run, I think he will win. And man, have we ever needed Donald Trump in this country? We need him now more than ever. Well, you know, and the the amazing part of this, Laura Trump, is that Donald Trump every day faced a storm. They didn't, you know, there's something about him that makes them crazy. And what it is, is that they had a a one hand, uh, you know, shakes the other hand and everyone in Washington, they make sure that their kids make money, that they make money when they leave the attorney's offices and or they go to the bench and then they give each other monitorships. Uh, They make a fortune in the federal uh, network. And Donald Trump isn't part of that. He doesn't need that. And now with $80 billion and 87,000 more IRS agents are going to weaponize the IRS, just like they've weaponized the FBI, the Department of Justice, and destroyed the economy. Laura Trump, it's always great to have you on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. We thank you for your time and good luck.